Welcome to Highway Diary. I'm your host, Eric Hollerbach. This is episode 357, Reality in the News. Um, a mashed potato called Brian Stelter was just fired from CNN. It's very interesting. I want to play this clip here. A college freshman called out the network, spoke for 90 seconds, and broke through the looking glass of every piece of propaganda that CNN has been pushing for the last four years. And it's like, they're like crybabies. Like, why do, why are people not buying CNN Plus? <laughs> why are people not, why did I have to fire Brian Stelter? Because he, he costs us $7 million a year. That's the economy. <laughs> crybabies. In 90, it took an 18 year old 90 seconds to explain, oh, you know, the American people kind of think that you're like this. You've all spoken extensively about Fox News being a purveyor of uh, disinformation, uh, but CNN is right up there with them. They pushed the Russian collusion hoax. They pushed the Jesse Smollett hoax. They smeared Justice Kavanaugh as a rapist, and they also smeared Nick Sandman as a white supremacist. And yes, they dismissed the Hunter Biden laptop affair as pure Russian disinformation. All the mistakes of the mainstream media, and CNN in particular, seem to magically all go in one direction. Are we expected to believe that this is all just some sort of random coincidence or is there something else behind it? I think you're describing a different channel than the one that I watch. Uh, but I understand that that is a popular right-wing narrative about CNN. Okay, I don't know if you're talking about CNN because I, I look at a different reality. I live in a potato factory made out of glass propaganda. So uh, although you just mentioned every lie that we've just made, uh, that's not, <laughs> that's not, see, I have money, okay, so from the propaganda. So, so that's Brian Stelter, a potato, gaslighting, because um, he lives in an alternate universe, uh, a ivory towers made of lies um i want to talk about the world economic forum a little bit because here's the problem with globalization here's the problem when look uh, i live in america i've lived in new orleans i've lived i've now lived in austin texas i've lived in los angeles new jersey i've been all over the states i've been to arizona i've been to uh you know sedona napa Santa Barbara, wine tasting. I've had a great life. Every culture in America, every state has a different culture, okay? So it's good to have every governor manage each state differently because everyone has different cultures. So, but, you know, it's good to be kind of united under a loose federation of a collection of states. When you have global bankers that want everyone's money from every country on the planet for their interests working towards their interests the psychopathic predator class that wants to harvest you know percentages off your mortgages that wants to harvest um you know your your energy for their interests and their goals because they're smarter than you see they're wise and more enlightened beings and so, you know, what are you going to do? You're just going to, you know, enjoy your life and go to basketball games? We don't need that. What we need is a techno-fascist dictatorship to full-spectrum dominate everybody because Klaus Schwab's never felt love in his heart. So um, they have to continue to produce propaganda 
to destroy sovereignty of nations. Now, there's a story of the Tower of Babel. You know, they were trying to build this, this building all to be a skyscraper up to God. And so these rulers got together and they tried to build this endless tower, building, building up so they can talk right to God. Because, you know, we are God, so we want to be, we want to have a, a direct channel. Well, at, at a certain time, a spell was cast on the workers, and they all spoke different languages. Some of the workers spoke French. Instead of speaking the global language, some spoke French and German and English. And all of a sudden, the workers couldn't communicate anymore. So the, the Babel, the Tower of Babel project fell apart. And I think that's an allegory to personal sovereignty, personal um, individual states having their own culture, their own way of life, their own uh, government, their own local representatives to represent, to not be in ivory towers of propaganda, but to be members of the community who see the, the conditions on the ground and adapt accordingly. That does not serve, a Tower of Babel serves the World Economic Forum. So they think, look, if we just have conferences, if we if we um, create propaganda, then we can let everyone in the same club, and then we can have these wizen elders, unelected oligarchs of the World Economic Forum, go back to their country to harvest percentages off everyone's mortgage for the building of a techno-fascist dictatorship. So here is a supercut of the latest propaganda that just dropped from the World Economic Forum today. I want to play this clip here. We have the institutions, but we've lost the feeling of global solidarity. If you don't have that, then you cannot even make these institutions work. Globalization has served the world well, except that we made a big error to pretend that it has worked equally well for everybody everywhere. The sector. None of us are coming out of this pandemic assuming we're going to go back to 2019. We have to find a new way going forward. Industries and business models are being continuously disrupted. But what it really requires is a very, very steady pace of cross-skilling, reskilling, upskilling. Tech really enables all of us to reskill at speed. And what used to be 10, 15 years is now just five years. In an organization whose purpose is to deliver on the promise of technology and human ingenuity, you really have to build inclusion into your talent practices every single day. How can you belong in a company or a community if you don't see people like yourself, however you define them? Inclusive design is for everyone, and it needs everyone's voices at the beginning of the process. In the face of all these priorities, can global health maintain the visibility that it deserves. We have a responsibility to protect our populations. We have these huge health inequity issues. Pfizer will provide all its patented medicines and vaccines on a non-for-profit basis to 1.2 billion people living in 45 lower income countries. We have the means to improve the states of the world. We need collaborative efforts. So in order to give equity, we need to have diverse talent hiring practices. 
So you need to hire to your global corporation that steals everyone's money from every country. You need diversity hires because who's going to listen to some British guy in Ghana? Who's going to listen to some German in Australia? So you need everyone, you need your global corporation, predator corporation to be represented by everybody so that we can all look, but we, we want everyone to have a voice. And so in order to have everyone have a voice, you need to, we need to be listening to diversity hires. Oh, really? Klaus Schwab? Oh, really? That's very interesting. You know, Saturday Night Live, I realized, was absorbed by the cabal somewhere after 1994. Somewhere after Chris Farley died, they decided, look, we don't want these weirdo comedians pointing fingers at us the empire we have thin skin that's scaly because we're part lizard we can't be made fun of because we all have narcissistic personality disorder so what we need to do is absorb saturday night live into the goals of the world economic forum because we're the only ones who have money after the pandemic we've taken everyone's small business money let's use that for propaganda i mean comedy just make my agenda funny for me make it funny for me now Oh, really? So you need to listen to your diversity hires on the way in so that everyone can have equity. Really? Really? There was a basketball player called Kyrie Irving who was very well-informed person. And when the NBA decided to give everyone vaccines before they were safety tested, Kyrie Irving, a black man, a very educated very talented basketball player, spoke very well towards his hesitancy, his vaccine hesitancy. Hey, would I get in a car that hasn't been crash tested? No. Why would I sign up for an experimental medical intervention that breaks the Nuremberg codes? You're not allowed to coerce somebody to take an experimental medical intervention. Now, the cockroaches of the World Economic Forum got around this by saying, well, we have emergency use authorization. It's an emergency. Everyone's going to catch the common cold. I mean, the certificate of vaccine ID-2019. COVID-19 is certificate of vaccine ID-2019. The globalist plan to have everyone shipped in 2019 and or provide paper uh, you know, documentation that I've been jabbed and boosted. Kyrie Irving, you know, he listens to history. Um, he's, um, you know, knows about the Nazis. He knows about Mr. Mengele and the psychopathic class. And so, you know, he said, I don't, I'm not going to be first in line to get jabbed. I was not expecting, you know, a mandate to yeah. be brought down in a way that it wasn't going to allow me to play at all. Like, you mm -hmm. know, I had the opportunity to play away games still, but there there was no plan in place. There was no vision of like how it's going to work for our team, and I and I think that really impacted um, not just me but a lot of people. So, yeah. you know, just had to sit in the, sit in that hot seat for a little bit and deal with it, man. Life of a martyr, bro. So, how did Saturday Night Live respond to Kyrie Irving's statements here to full spectrum dominate the narrative? Just like Ellen, Mellon's got sneak-up surprises. Now, Kyrie Irving, you're still refusing to get vaccinated, correct? That's right. Mm, tell me more. See, I'm just as good of a player over Zoom. You know what I mean? It's the wild party. Maybe oh! <laughs> 
No, but just make my agenda funny for me now. Make it funny. Like if the black man says that he doesn't want to get the job, you sneak up behind him and you jab him in the neck. Make my agenda funny for me now. Have to build inclusion into your talent practices every single day. How can you belong in a company or a community if you don't see people like yourself, however you define them? Just had to sit in, the, sit in that hot seat for a little bit and deal with it, man. Life of a martyr, bro. Resume, you know what I mean? It's the wild party, man. Ah! Oh! <laughs> oh, man, you got me again, man. Well, you just got back. How can you belong in a company or a community if you don't see people like yourself? The vaccine. Hello, Stephen Colbert. Yes, you've had your 33rd degree of the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry for 10 years. You have not been funny for 20 years now. Just make it like a, it's a community and everyone enjoys the jabbings and like it's like the scenes of community. Just make it like community uh, vaccination. The, just the community like, make my agenda funny for me now. Make it funny for me now. <laughs> How can you belong in a company or a community if you don't see people like yourself, however you define them? We have the means to improve the states of the world. We need collaborative efforts. Yeah, just had to sit in, the, sit in that hot seat for a little bit and deal with it, man. Life of a martyr, bro. It's the wild party, man. Ah! These crises has injected a sense of renewal. That's another episode of Highway Diary in the bag. I want to thank my spiritual guest, Kyrie Irving. Um, I go to aircolorbach.com. We have some shows coming up at the Comedy Dojo in September in Morris Plains, New Jersey. September 9th and 10th. I'm going to be having some killers do some stand-up for you. Uh, the 11th, we have two shows with Dr. Christopher Knowles, the Synchro Mystic Extraordinaire. Uh, again, go to tiffscomedy.com, Tiff's Comedy, the Comedy Dojo in Morris Plains, New Jersey. We're on the calendar there, baby. We also have a sponsor for the program, ACBD Remedy. Use promo code ERIC, that's E-R-I-C, for 20% off your order. I love you very much. Love each other. Say that in person to your friends and family. Bye, everybody.